Pandacrush.com Welcome to another edition of the Kaiju Kingdom Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Eaton. Yes, I know it has been forever since we have done an episode, and I apologize for that. But we are here today. It is, we're on the last week of August. We're going into the, the dog days of summer. And uh, tonight, I got good friends here. We're going to sit back. We're going to talk about some art, running the con shows, and uh, some news. So first up, gentlemen, introduce yourselves. I am Lenny Romero. A lot of you guys know me as Lensations on any of my social media channels, and uh, I am I am a kaiju artist. I draw a lot of black and white art, and my medium of choice is pencil and pen. I am uh, Thomas Arianis. I'm Lenny's uncle. Uh, a professional hanger-on. I'm just joking. Uh, Long-time uh, fan, though. I'm the curse of... Uh, Say his parents because I turned Lenny into onto Godzilla, so he's the pusher. You know, he's the yeah, pusher. exactly. I could have been a doctor. So for those for those who have been to G Fest, how long have you been a staple there now? At G Fest, I think I've. Uh, I want to say four year four years now. It would have been five. See that? This is why Tommy's here. Because yeah. Tommy actually answered the prayer. Yeah. He's already there. He's like he's four. Four. <laughs> Tommy's in the back. He's, he's answering some emails, and much like everything else, though, he's managing his he's managing uh, Lenny's business, though. <laughs> managing. I have so many stories about that. Oh God! How can't many times have I gotten fired, Lenny? Can't even count. Maybe we'll tell. We'll, maybe we'll talk about a few of them. Tonight. <laughs> uh, well, look at the time. <laughs> <laughs> so let's have let's first off. Let's let, let's talk the beginning. So how how did the how did the kaiju bug bite you, sir? Let's see. I remember... I actually always remember this story, and it's always one I hold dear, is when my grandma... She took me to Toys R Us. You know, there was... I believe it was my birthday or something like that, and she was kind of like, okay, you can have one thing in Toys R Us. You know, that thing that, you know, whenever mm-hmm. they take you to go buy toys, you know, they don't give you a whole option on everything. They're just like, you, you get that one thing, and that's yeah, yeah. it. So, I remember uh, coming across... Godzilla vs. the Sea Monster. Uh, I just saw that nice colored cartoon drawing of just the dinosaur blowing fire on the lobster. Oh, the VHS? The VHS, yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Um, the glory days. Oh, my God. I, I just remember... I don't even know if I just fell in love with it. I just remember... I saw it, and I was like, I want that. I, mm-hmm. I picked that, um, put it on, and that's all she wrote. It, it was <laughs> glorious. Until this day, I... I the one scene that always plays in my head is when Godzilla rips off Ebita's um, claws, claws mm-hmm. and he starts pitching it back at him. So that was your first. So Ebro was. So Ebro was your first one. Yep. Very wow, interesting. Because for a lot of people, it's '85, especially around our age age range. Yeah. But the fact that you jumped in, you, you jumped into the VHS and just happened to be Ebro. That's that's that. It's quaint. I kind of like it. Yeah, I got a show experience. Um, 
It's actually funny because I got to see a majority of the Showa films, I want to say aside from Raids Again and Hedorah mm-hmm. later in my life. Um, I got to see that whole Showa series, though, before I even got to see the Heisei. Mm-hmm. My uncle's the one who introduced me to the Heisei. Took me over one day, and I just remember thinking there was such a bump between the Showa and the Heisei series and all that glitter and shit oh, yeah. and those very <laughs> vicious-looking monsters. And, uh, and I, I, I got the right treatment when it came to introducing Godzilla to me. Which one did you... What was for, do you remember what the first one you showed him was? Oh, jeez. Um, I want to say it was space. Probably space. Yeah, I want to say it was space. Did you get bootleg from... From, from Frank. I mean, no, no. No. From the Shrine. 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 Yeah. Everything from the Shrine. So. Yeah. If you, were, if you lived in L.A., in the 90s, the Shrine was your go-to Comic-Con to get all your wonderful bootlegs. Because there was at least, like, five dealers there. Oh, yeah. yeah. They were all hawking that stuff. I remember my dad took me there for the first time when I was, like, nine years old. First thing we do when we walk in that door, after you pay at the, the little booth little, outside, yes, yeah. I just remember walking, turning around, there was, there was a, there was a, there was five tables and they were filled with bootleg VHSs. And remember the guy had his t- the miniature TV, the first TV, like, VCR combo, uh, and he had his bootleg clam box of Godzilla vs. Mothra, and I lost my mind. I'm like, <laughs> this is out? What? And my dad's like, what have I done? What have I done? It's like, we just got here. I'm like, no, no. The, 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 and then I'm like, stop. Just, my eyes went directly to destroy all monsters because that was the last one in the the old movies uh-huh. that, I, that I couldn't find anywhere no one had. I just begged him. I begged him. The guy's like, I remember he told me, he was like, dude, I got like 25 copies. No one's buying this. Go walk the show. And we'll come. You can, you'll have a copy when he comes back. He's like, all right. Well, how much do you want? 25 bucks? My dad's like, damn it. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I remember walking that show, just the Godzilla stuff everywhere, just like, and that that show was at a upswing at that point, because, uh, yeah, I went back a few years later. I think you've been many times, too, when yeah. uh, it became the dirt show, right? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. We used to but I remember I took, that was where I taught him, because we'd go on the first table, right, and he'd mm-hmm. be like, oh, God, I want to pay $100 for this mm-hmm. uh, bootleg Godzilla statue <laughs> yeah, yeah. or, you know, figure. And I'm like, no, 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 wait. I said, make sure you. So we go mm-hmm. through the show, get to the last table, twenty bucks. Mm-hmm. I said, see, now that's how you play. And you that's like it. a rule now. Every time you go to any comic con, just wait, just be patient, wait. look at everything. I tell everyone, unless <laughs> it's an exclusive that you know is going to sell out, be patient. Or like the person, if that's the only one you've seen, like that thing, and that's the thing you really want, then fine, grab it then and there. Yeah. But for the most part, walk the show first. Always. And then compare and contrast. Like, I, yeah, working shows the last few years, I've seen so many kids like, I just went all and they're like, we just got here. Like, we're not going to blow our wad on the and, first. Like, Jeep has, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I made that mistake last year. Tommy knows. Tommy saw the crap I bought. <laughs> that I almost feel like it's a good excuse because everyone's rushing for that one thing at sure. every table. And, and they, you only have, what, how many, like, 20 vendors all together in that room? Yeah. So, yeah, that I mean, one's... If you can sneak in, if you can get in, if you could... You if you know, notice you grease some palms, you know... Because the vendors will start to take everything, too. Yes, I oh, know. Yeah. I know for a fact that they do. Because <laughs> yeah. I've talked to a few of them. That's why and they're swapping one. one. Yeah, everything... <laughs> <clears throat> That's what I do now when I go to these shows, when we're setting up. I start walking the floor. I'm like, because our, our show is, you know, what, what, crap, we sell, like, 20 minutes to set up. And I'm like, hey, man, I want to go walk around. He's like, yeah, you see anything, you tell me. I'm like, of course. 
there have been times that we've gotten exclusives right off the bat because the vendors are like, oh, yeah, what do you want, man? Like, can I get two of these? Yeah, sure. Are you sure? It's like, we got you. Don't worry. Or Tommy, in his, what he loves doing, because here, here's the thing with Tommy. Tommy is uh, an Olympic level collector, and this oh, sob this level. sob loves rubbing it in not only my face but his nephew's face all the time. The stuff that he gets and Monster Palooza, what last year or the year before, you got you went to M one and what was it was it the camera the camera bust the camera bust ago. yeah two years ago I remember showing up because. Unlike these two, I have to go in like a normal, you know, human being. Yeah, like, like, I, like a normal <laughs> scumbag. I have to pay my way in. <laughs> and we're walking up, finding them in the corner, and this guy has a mile long line because no one else is doing kaiju art, so he's just selling it. And so he's like, "Hey, Chris, okay, hold, on, I'll talk to you in a minute." And then I look over at Tommy, who's just kind of like sitting back, with his hands behind his head, say, "Hey, come look what I got." Pulls out this bus. Like, what? Where? He's like. So I walked in, and uh, one drive to him one, talked to him a little bit, something right there. Then, like before the before the show started, like, yeah. yeah. How are we supposed to compete with that? He's like, all right, well, you know, you snooze, you lose. I'm like, we didn't even snooze. <laughs> <laughs> but to make it fair, is I got screwed over. He almost didn't get it because he had sold uh, the year before. Yeah. He had sold. He had it when we were pre-show. Right, we all, you know, all the vendors go over and look mm-hmm. at the top and stuff. So he had one already there, and I think I looked away, and this guy grabbed it, and he's looking at it, and I thought, oh, she's gonna put it back. I'm gonna grab it. No, no he takes it, takes and it. I'm like, UJ, what's going on? And he's all, I thought, and he says, oh no, uh, is that the only one you have? You have? No, the only one. No more. That's it. <sighs> no more. So then I'm like, okay, I go, I'm moping back to the table, and you know, the show goes on, and the next thing you know, I go back just to see something else next door, and I see him, and he's, like, giving another one to somebody else. I'm like, what the heck? I thought you you here. I thought you said that you didn't have anyone. Oh, I found one in our room. I said, how is this, how is this big, giant, friggin' gamma bus? How did you it? miss it? How could you miss it? Oh, next show we have for you. We put one away for you, for sure. I'm like, okay. I said, next show. So, yeah, I hit him up right away, and he's like, Right here, wrapped up yeah. here. All for you. We got the nice box and everything. Right and Kaneko loved it. Where'd you get this? Eugene, where'd you get this? Where? Mm-hmm. Where? Oh, that. That's my new thing now. As long as I've been doing this stuff, I love bringing stuff to like the filmmakers or the artists, something like that. They're like, "Where in God's name did you get this?" <laughs> my favorite times doing that was uh, when Jessica and I were. Talking to Ryui Kitamura before we set him up for the, the... If you go back in the archives, you can hear the episode where we had him at uh, formerly Stanley's Kamikaze. So we had to go meet him at the um, Egyptian Theater like uh, a couple weeks before. And uh, this is the first time we're like talking to him one-on-one. Like outside, without his, you know, his not just communicating through his handler. And uh, I'm like, okay, well, I got like all those movies. Uh, what, what can I bring in? Because Versus has been signed like 14 times already. So I pull out um, uh, Down to Hell. And I remember going up and like, after talking, I was like, hey, man, would you sign this? I remember him going, like, where the hell did you get this? I don't even have a copy of this. <laughs> he's like, seriously, where did you get it? I'm like, I don't think we ever released this on VHS or even DVD in Japan. I'm like, Bob, a bootleg dealer, man, I don't know what to tell you. Can you just sign it? He's like, all right. I remember I remember uh, Kazuki, his, uh, his, his, assistant. Uh, his assistant, pulling me aside. He's like, 
dude, like, you really impressed him. I'm like, really? He's like, and normally I want to talk to him about Versus or Godzilla. It's like, you pulled, like, deep cut stuff. This is like, you're going to the Beatles, and it's like, no, 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 no. We're, we're not talking about Sergeant Pepper or anything. We're going deeper. So, I'm sorry. Then we digress. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's get back to, let's get back to our guest, Lenny. So, uh, so, Ebro is your first one. When do you start, uh, drawing? Uh, always drawn. Um, even since I was a little kid, I want to say one of the first things I ever drew was, um, the, you remember Tread, the Treadmaster series? Mm-hmm. The Godzilla stuff? The, I drew the, the biggest Godzilla, the one that where you like wave your hand by his face and he roars oh, yeah. and everything. Um, that was the first, I grabbed that toy. The one I want to say, yeah. Power lifting arms? Yeah. yeah. I want to say that was one of my first drawings was I grabbed that toy and I just kind of looked at it and drew it and that that's yeah. how it all began. And Because your art actually is much more photorealistic than a lot of other people's. Or a lot of other people are like, do their interpretation. Like, I think that, I mean, especially that's what draws people is the fact that some, I've seen people come in like, did he Xerox that? Or like, what did he take it from? Like, yeah. Some Photoshop. Yeah, it's not a Photoshop. No, no. This is drawn by hand. And then you'll have something in front of you. And they're like, they'll look at it like, oh my god, he's actually doing it by hand. Like, it's it's absolutely insane. I remember the first time that uh, I was introduced to you, I was like, who did this? I did. <laughs> wait, wait. So did you just do it on a program? And like, no, he spun around. He was working on... I want to say it was like an, a, a, a G90 or 89 or something like that you were working on. Yeah. And like, oh shit, he is doing this by hand. Wow. And then I found out something even more impressive about that. If, if you don't, uh, do you mind telling people, like, you, the little yeah. handicap you got? Yes. So tell them. Um, many people might know this about me. Oh, I think my closest friends know this about me because I tell them. If you guys ever see me, and I'm pretty sure you guys think I have a lazy eye, that's actually, um, that's my uh, prosthetic eye, my prosthetic right eye. I lost my eye to cancer when I was two years old uh, due to a cancer called retinoblastoma. It had progressed too far. I want to say it was like stage two, mm. and they were just like, we just got to amputate. We got to get rid of it. Do you remember any of that? Uh, I remember being carted away That's on, on the on the little ambulance bed uh-huh. and watching my family like wave at me goodbye. Okay. Is that like one of your early memories? <laughs> yeah, of wow. that. Pretty much one of my only memories of that happening. That, 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 yeah. Consider that a blessing. Yeah. You didn't have to, you know, you weren't cognizant of going through that stuff. So. Exactly. Kind of like, I'm the one that found it, so. Oh. So, um, I mean, you might as well tell that story then, like how you found the tumor. Yeah, we were, we were at his, at his grandmother's house, um, who's my godmother, and, um, we were sitting there, and he was sitting in his grandfather's lap at the kitchen table, and they were, Plane, and I was looking at him, and his his I noticed his eye wasn't dilating, and even though he's laughing, having a good time, his eye wasn't dilating. And I said, "Hey," I told him, I told his grandfather, I said, "Hey, you know, what's up with that?" He goes, "Oh," and he looked and he goes, "Oh, I don't know." So then we got a flashlight and put you know went um, back and forth, and there was no dilation, and then uh, it just went from there. They took him in. Um, yeah. How? Do you remember how you were? So you were the, you were you'd be obviously being older. So you were there for the. Do you remember how long like the turnaround for all that was? From the point. No, of like, 
I just know his mom cussed me out because she blamed me. But <laughs> that, that's it's not how that's, 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 that's his mom. That's his mom. Yeah, okay. You know, I, I didn't. I took it with a grain of salt, but. I mean, I know we all fear going to the doctors because we don't want that that word, mm-hmm. but it's also like you tossing that onto somebody else, man. Come on. Yeah, yeah but that was. Anger gets you, know. you, you know. If, yeah. if I, you know, it was if I didn't see it, it wouldn't have happened, you know. Oh, so yeah. that's 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 the mentality everybody uses. So like, the fear mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So I yeah. just I let her bend. So that sounds normal. <laughs> so <laughs> you you draw like I, I introduced to my dad, and I told him like you don't you, you're he's like get out of here. I'm like no, like the, he's like. My dad, who's an artist, completely astonished by your work, and the fact that you're doing it with one eye, like, blew his mind to no end. He's like, he actually compared it to uh, Frank Frazetta, when Frazetta in his later years had uh, the stroke, mm. and he learned to draw uh, with his left hand. Off, yeah. Yeah. Oh, see, that's crazy. Yeah. So, <laughs> the fact that you overcame that, and now you draw, like, the, not only that, but the years that, since I met you, the, he, how much even further you've, you've actually come. Yeah. So... Because I want to say you met me during at the time, like just when I just started selling art, which was like only what five years ago. I say we met like right before the first G Fest. Like Jessica introduced us at a show or something. We met. No, we met at uh, Rue Kitamaru. Wasn't that one? You were recording when I brought over the big guy game drawing I did. Yes. (laughs) Okay, so it was you. So that was yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. That really was the first moment because that's when I went to go take uh, get Rui to sign it. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Oh, oh that my was God. intense. Wow. <laughs> I, that's five years ago already too. Like, I, hold on, I'm having a stroke. Just freaking out about that. <clears throat> it feels so, long ago, right? Yeah. So it was. So you weren't professional drawing then yet, right? right. Yes, I was. Okay. I was. So I had a table at Kamikaze. So you had a table. Was that your first show? That was my second show. Second mm-hmm. show. What was your first yeah. show? Uh, uh, it was uh, no San Jose. Oh yeah. Um, Wizard World. Oh, okay. Back when Wizard World was still a thing. Yeah. Before, <laughs> Before they the got dark kicked times. Out of yes. Everywhere. <laughs> but, the famous brother Simon <laughs> Wizard World. Yeah. You know, I, I'm lucky I never got to experience any of the bad things that came with Wizard World. I'm glad my first experience at a con was Look, organized. And let me ask you a question. Did you make any money at that Wizard World show? I did. All right, because that was a notorious thing among Steelers is that those shows, especially at that time, were focusing strictly on autographs. Like they were bringing the big names. Yeah. It was not a dealer show. People were losing money left and right at those things. So the fact that, well, I, you have an upside because the fact that you're an artist, so your overhead is not huge compared to like dragging merchandise yeah. and setting up. And then, like, oh God, I didn't even break, I didn't make booth. <laughs> That see that's awful. Well, that's good though because then that's that was, was that the encouraging thing like yeah that everyone was kind of they were supportive they liked my art and they came by and they got stuff. Um, that was the first time I met the um, the uh, Green Ranger Jason David Frank. Frank. Mm-hmm. He was sitting across from me. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, signing autographs <laughs> and then I just was like you just like staring at each other the whole weekend. Basically, like... I was like I can't stare at <laughs> during the time when I was like oh my god. Why am I around all these celebrities? Why are they so near? For our generation, that yeah. man was our uh, our Chuck Norris. Basically, people don't understand the draw of Jason David Frank today. They're like, "Why? Like, you don't understand? You weren't there at the right age, right time. He was our hero. We looked up to this man." Yeah, I definitely don't chase after him anymore now that I'm like, okay, I see who's who. But um, I remember when I first watched Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, mm-hmm. I used to want long hair mm-hmm. because of Jason Tommy, David Frank. Jason yeah. David Frank's character. 
I was like, oh man, I want to beat that guy. I want to grow. I want to grow some long hair. Put a ponytail. Put a ponytail. <laughs> do spin kicks. <laughs> oh, Yo, yeah, everywhere. <laughs> I was Play like, a flute. I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. my dragons are will come right after mm-hmm. that. <laughs> oh yeah, no, yeah. For our generation, yeah. It, 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 you look at like a lot of bo- young boys that are in their mid, like old boys that are in their mid thirties now, and they're like, what do you think of the Green Rangers? Like that man, that man was my hero. Not only did he have the baddest outfit, he was the bad guy, became the good guy. He got both Pink Rangers. That's why I don't talk to each other anymore. He even admitted that, too, at Power Morphicon. When he I went, did? Yeah, he, because he had a, he was the last panel of the day on the last day. So my buddy and I snuck in there, and we're in the back, and they were doing the Q&A. They're like, uh, they go up to him, and he's just, there's no moderator. It was just him. The moderator, whoever was supposed to moderate, was missing. So he's just like, yeah, what are you guys going to talk about? It's cool. Pretty and this is like yeah. mid-amateur MMA, like, career. Like so he, he was won, like, like, two fights. Yoked. Yeah, but he yeah. was, like, yoked, and, like, he had all the tats on and the short hair and everything. So, and he was pretty open about things. And this, I just remember this 10-year-old kid just walked up, and he's like, so, uh... So in the universe, what what which which pink ranger do you think Tommy would end up with? And I just every, you just saw everyone just kind of like lean in a little bit. Yeah, I was like, like, that's a curious question. Where's this gonna go? <laughs> and then you, Jason David Frank kind of did that. Both, of course. Oh. It's like yes, I love this man. I love it. <laughs> How what was the reaction to the crowd? The, the whole place erupted. The whole place, even the girls. Everyone was like, uh, of course. Oh my god! Yeah, of course. <laughs> Tommy's a player. Mm-hmm. Of course, of course. Maybe not anymore, but... So what, what actually... Who, who got you into actually starting to sell stuff? So, that actually came from my... Um, one of my college professors. Um, rest in peace. His name was uh, Professor Kobus. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I can't remember his first name. I want to say it was Robert Kobus. I am so sorry <laughs> if I got that wrong, guys. But I always just called him Kobus. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a professor... Uh, at my business school, and just to let everyone know, I'm not even an art major. I'm a business major with a focus in sports, sports management. I've just always loved art, and that's where I wanted to go. But so this was a professor that I want to say initially didn't like me. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't a bad student. I was a good student. I listened, but I think I kind of did think I didn't do things his way that he liked. So he pretty didn't pay no mind to me at first. He had his favorites, mm-hmm. but. Um, that year, or I want to say two weeks into that semester, uh, we had the uh, the Black Student Union um, Apollo Night. Like, mm-hmm. It was like the talent show for the whole school. Yeah. And I decided I asked them if I could enter. You know, if we put up a projector and I can uh, enter in my art. You know, I do like mm-hmm. a speed painting, or sorry, basically yeah, a speed painting. And um, I did a drawing of Godzilla 2014, mm-hmm. him doing the kiss of death, and I did a picture of me and my girlfriend. Um, hugging each other, right? Mm-hmm. So that all went down. I took third place mm-hmm. um, behind two singing groups, which were really great. But um, Professor Kobus happened to be there, came up to me, and he was like, Lenny, I didn't know you're this kind of artist. Like, you create this stuff? And I was like, yeah. I mean, I, you're not a jackass. You know, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. And after that, you know, he just kind of connected to me, and he was mm-hmm. like, okay, Lenny, what are we going to do? You mm-hmm. you can't not use this. And It was the time it, that all those it, movies actually talk about when the teacher reaches out yeah. to the student. You have potential. Let me mold you. He wouldn't, like, like I think that's what I really needed. He wouldn't let go. He mm-hmm. was just like, okay, you got let's have a meeting today. What are we going to do with this? What are we going to mm-hmm. do? Um, 
we had all kinds of things, plans to go over. Mm-hmm. Um, he was like, okay, you got to do this and this. I want you to apply to this animation studio, see what you can do there. Um, he was just trying to, he threw, like, the whole kitchen sink. He just threw every option he could think of for me. To see what sticks. Yeah, but, um, you know, I had mentioned, like, oh, I can go sell my art at conventions, because that's what I did my whole life with Tommy, mm-hmm. was just go to conventions, and I always remember the artist being there. And he was like, yeah, let's go for it. Like, he was just telling me, do it. Don't yeah. just don't even think about it. Do it. And so I signed up for San Diego Jose Wizard World, and it was all it was spectacular from there. I it, loved it. Was it the ego boost that sealed the deal? I don't I don't mean that in a in an actual pejorative way. I mean that in like in a very good thing. I, I, oh yeah, I'm 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 an attention whore. I, I like it. I like when people tell me my heart's great. It's, yeah, it's good. It's nice. You should enjoy yeah. well, compliments. That, I mean, that was my dad for the longest time. Like he was just like, yeah, they weren't really. Like, no, get it out there. So there's that fear of rejection that everyone has. Like maybe it's not good enough. Maybe it's not like. I definitely still think that. So that's why it's nice to get those. But every artist is their own biggest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that, that's that's, exactly. the that's, that's a that's an absolute. You know, like I tell them when we, like when we do like Sun Up in Burbank and stuff, it's mm-hmm. not a good show. I said, but you're networking. Yes. You're meeting people. It's Hardcore. all industry, industry centric. So you're getting out there and they're seeing who you are. Yes. You know, so you're not. You know, so you barely made table. Look at all these people that, you know, Very much. Walking Dead man directors and that is all the super- these people coming by and just that is the superpower of my co-host Jessica. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've never seen anyone network like that girl mm-hmm. in my entire life. She could pull it off. Yeah, that's for sure. So, but so art is not your was not your first thing. So tell people what you were doing before that. So I was a, I guess. I guess the clarification for it is an amateur wrestler. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a professional professional wrestler. Like I wasn't like you're because you're thinking I was a collegiate wrestler. There you go. I was a collegiate wrestler. Yes. Um, I Legit. Wasn't, yeah. You were. You're not taking bumps and you're not pretending to hit hit yourself with a chair. Uh, I'm not jumping off the high rope or no. anything. No, no yeah. tacks or. Uh... Yeah, you're putting a full Nelson on somebody right exactly. now to get a point. Basically, what you guys are probably all thinking is those dudes who wear spandex who wrestle in the ring. It's, Sadly, if you don't want to break it down that <laughs> that low, <laughs> yes, that's what it is. That's what I did. Um, I had a pretty solid career. Uh, finished fourth in the state of California at oh, heavyweight wow. for in high school, and then I went to college. I can got a scholarship. Though. I can be yeah. I got a scholarship to Cal Poly San Luis Obispo. That's a whole huge story in itself though my college career let's just say I ended up at Menlo mm-hmm. um, which is NAIA and uh, I was a south southwestern regional champion and uh, that's pretty f- as, pr- as far as I went mm-hmm. I was ranked in the nation but didn't really come out on top uh, but wrestling pretty much still is like my life aside from art I am now a coach and I volunteer coach at Menlo College. And that's all I do is I go back and help all the big guys, all the heavyweight wrestlers. Do you feel that uh, wrestling gave you a sense of uh, discipline to do what you're doing now? Yes. It gave me discipline, confidence. Just It, it taught me to be patient. Mm-hmm. Um, I, think, I think what... And I'm trying not to be conceited about this. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to say this as humbly as possible, though. But I think what wrestling taught me is um, how to be a little bit more uh, approachable. 
in the, in the art world because a lot of artists out there t- tend to be introvert. Not mm-hmm. a bad thing at all. I've met hundreds of great artists who I can talk to and have a full conversation. But you see most artists there don't really um, don't communicate mm-hmm. with, um, with their customers out there. And I am definitely a social butterfly and extrovert when it comes to stuff like that. So um, wrestling definitely, not even wrestling, just life in general has taught me to just communicate better with everyone and have long conversations, talk, get to know people. I just want to get to know people. I think I love talking. I love socializing. This is like killing this whole... Yeah. COVID situation is killing me right now because I'm inside all the time. Yeah. So. Well, well, you know, let's talk about that real quick. <laughs> yeah. How how how's the lockdown? Because right now, last year was your first full year tour as an artist. Yes, last year was my first. 2019 was my last full so year. You tour. didn't have a day job, and art was pretty much your main full source time. of income. Yes. Not counting your coaching that you were doing. Yeah, and which I don't get paid for. Anymore, yeah. So. so, so last year was Gangbusters, was it not? Gangbusters. I mean, in terms of like you go, doing the tour was like, yes. Last year yes, was I can, probably like, this was I can do this as a living. Yes, last year was probably my most successful year thus far. What was the surprise show of them all? Anime Expo. Oh my <laughs> god. Oh my god. I think I was saying oh my god that entire weekend. Like mm-hmm. I was like, man, am I being a dickhead to my mm-hmm. my neighbor right here because I keep telling her like how amazing I'm doing? Mm-hmm. I couldn't believe it. Like how everyone just gravitated toward my art, and you know why? <laughs> so I, I, think, I, I told him definitely going in, but you stand out in that show. At that show, look, I, I've been very vocal about both my enjoyment and displeasure with Anime Expo. It's a Comic Con size show ran by fans, and it plays off that way very, very yeah. clearly. Yeah. Um, and one of the issues that is there is that that group of people are specifically into that one genre. They're all into anime. And unfortunately, the ones that want to be the artists, they copy what they enjoy, which is anime. So everyone has a similar looking thing. Unless you're like a pro artist, like uh, like if Matt Frank showed up there, or if uh, Zorno, Zorno or any, yeah, any of the guys who actually were working in the industry that would... You know, have some diversity. And you walk down those aisles, it's like, oh, cool, there's another Spike. There's another Micro Academia. There's another Chibi. There's another Chibi. That's a Chibi. And you come across your stuff, it's stark, it's black and white, it's pencil, and it's kaiju. And there is none of that around there. A lot of them were saying um, about the black and white. No one has black and white. I think I... Because you have black and white. I want to say there was like one or two, other than me, in that sea of color. Yeah. There's one or two black and white artists at the Anime Expo. And I want to say I was... Because I'm all kaiju. Like, 80% of my booth is kaiju stuff. So, I want to say I saw two Godzilla drawings out there Mm -hmm. at other booths. That was it. And that was it. Yeah. And that's that's the problem. That's the other problem that shows. When you go there... All the, unlike G-Fest, which is a very small intimate show, Anime Expo is, is about three-quarters the size of San Diego, but it's all dealers. And guess what they're all selling? The same stuff. It's it's like going to like an indoor swap meet, and every other, every five booths, it starts over again, and they're all selling the same thing. So. Yeah. And it's not even bad. A lot of them are like fantastic artists, but it's when you have such a sea of color like that, yes, your, eye, your eyes get lost. Mm-hmm. 
You actually sold, was that, the, was that the first time you sold more than one original there? No. No? Um, that was an all, mostly print show. I want to yeah, say I sold like yeah. a couple originals there. No, we sold the original at the end, remember? Yeah, yeah. the Godzilla, like one or two. Yeah. Um, what's a good original show that I sold a lot of originals at? Up um, there near you? Yeah. I want to say Wonder, actually WonderCon. WonderCon? WonderCon was one of my best shows for selling originals. Did you sell the shin there? I sold that at Comic-Con, San Diego okay. Comic-Con. All right. And that was probably one of my most, like... I, like, I, I want to tear up sale because that was one of my best art pieces I had. I'm wearing the t-shirt right I now. Know. And um, it's it, it was literally one of the best artworks that I I think I've created. I've made I, out of blood. I, uh-huh. Yeah. I, I, did, I had so much fun. I loved it. I'll have, I'll have the, for those who want to see it, it'll be in the show notes. Um, but how long did that one take you, like, the process? That one was literally two weeks straight, two to three weeks mm-hmm. straight. Um from waking up to going to sleep. I was so just you're having doing like full eight hour days on it? Yeah. Probably, okay. no, probably more. Probably 12 hour. So tell people, how does your process work? So it's changed up now. Mm-hmm. But it was to, for for that time for Shin, mm-hmm. it was like I scoured the internet for just a rare photograph of something. I'd like mm-hmm. live action. I always try to pick something live action. Um, and uh, I'm more of a realism artist mm-hmm. I was more of a realism artist obviously that's still my style so blah 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 um, but I just tried to recreate the photo as best as I could mm-hmm. you know in pencil you know so I'm looking at a color photo sometimes it would be like uh, <laughs> 260 by 340 pixel like super tiny photo that I'm just like okay I gotta blow this thing up mm-hmm. it looks so great I'm not gonna not gonna forego it and um, I would piece it together over hours and just enjoy, love the hell out of it. And how, how big was that original one? Eleven by seventeen. Okay, so it's, it's not a it's not a petite price it's not at a petite, all. No, he so definitely you, has some meat to him. And you're since you're doing everything with pencil, um, what shading techniques would you say you use most? Shading techniques. Oh, <laughs> I'm going deep on it. Yeah. Here's like, I just shade. shade. <laughs> I, honestly, yeah. Um, obviously, I'm not... So I've seen you use cross hatching before, and I've seen you use okay. um, It's a mix, because I do... I, I will do my best to, to shade it, to blend it, mm-hmm. like, just to have a nice shade. But um, I like the cross hatching because you can tell it's drawn. Yeah. You know, and you I want it to make it look... Like, like you did pencil. Photoshop. It. Yeah, like you, this was done by hand. Yes. So that was the three week one. That was everybody said looked photoshopped. Was that the eighty? No, that was a three month one. Oh, three months. Like so one? yeah. <laughs> so my longest till this day yeah. is still that one. The I guess the eighty nine one. I want to say that last, that was last year, right? Two years ago. Two years ago. Yeah. You worked over. I think I saw you like. Four different shows you were working on each time. Yeah. I was just like, dude, we're the prince. I'm not done. I'm not done. I really wasn't. I was just banging away little by little. But it was supposed to be done for G Fest that year. Yeah. And um, what happened was I, I was working on it. <laughs> the day before G Fest, and I was like, okay, I'll just make prints out of staples at G Fest up there when uh-huh. I get there. Let me see if I can finish it, you know. 
24, you know, 24 hours before G-Fest starts. Yeah. So I woke up, you know, that day, and I just kept working on it for 24 hours. I spent all mm-hmm. the, the whole night trying to work on it, got on the plane, was still trying to work on the while I was on the plane, and I just got there, super exhausted, you know, waiting for him to pick me up, and I was just like, I'm not going to finish this. That 24 hours, I was working on the right leg, and that was it. <laughs> Nothing else. I didn't touch a building. I didn't touch any other part of his body, mm-hmm. just the right leg. So for you, when, like, for certain, like, the shin, there's a lot of open, like, air, but then, like, that 89, that was dark, so you were, like, filling in the back. For you, when, when do you feel that you're done? It almost feels like I'm never done. Never done. done. Yeah, I always, yeah. Sometimes I just have to shut it down, like... Mm-hmm. Because I have overworked drawings before. Mm-hmm. Like, just I put too much because I felt like it needed more. But um, sometimes, that's why I love my girlfriend because I have her there sometimes to be like, okay, what do you think now? Mm-hmm. Do you think I should shut it down? Mm-hmm. And she'll always tell me, yeah, you're good. Don't go past this. And I was like, and you okay. So I put it in the corner. I'm like, okay, <laughs> don't touch it. You're good. Now, I'm sorry. Now, when you first started, how long did it take you to do uh, a basic, like, Say let, let's just say you did Mothra. So how long would that take you at first? It actually didn't. Wouldn't take me long. I'm trying to think of my. They took maybe a couple days at first, mm-hmm. but I wasn't putting as much detail and I wasn't getting as crazy. Mm-hmm. It almost got longer as time went on. Mm-hmm. Like there was the the Converse, the skull crawler one that mm-hmm. I gave to um, Jordan Val Roberts. Um, he, uh, sorry, um, that one took about three weeks from wake to sleep. And that was an enjoyable one. Sometimes I have to make up, um, things too in the drawing when the photos are cut off in certain mm-hmm. areas. So you gotta fill it in. Yeah. Um, Do you feel so, that was a strong point for you at first? Or was it like a, or was it kind of a little bit of a handicap? Strong point. Mm-hmm. Strong point. Um, I, it never, never bothered me. Never bothered. It never bothered. It's like me. if his technique yeah. got better, he just it just made him add more. You know, yeah. it didn't make it easier. It just made it's it slowly becoming yeah. James Cameron. The more, the yeah. bigger the project he gets. <laughs> yes, exactly. More detail. It's like guys, that waterfall in the corner isn't flowing as well. It's like James, no one's gonna know notice it. I will I notice it. it. I will notice it. I gotta say, yeah, that's pretty much our thought process, especially <laughs> with that one. Especially when you have to fill in things that uh-huh. you can't see. That's just like, oh, fuck, cut it off right there. And so I'm like, okay, i got to make it perfect. If I don't make it perfect, I'm throwing this shit away. So, <laughs> Scissor, scissors. Yeah. So then when did you finally start uh, adjusting your style? Because now you're not you're not doing quite photorealistic, but you're also adding, like, a little touch of, like, your own, your own flair to it now. When yeah. did that start? I want to say that started um, because of the Inktober mm-hmm. competitions that they have every year. A lot of people have seen me take on Draw Halloween and Draw Tober, mm-hmm. in which I make all those horror characters on one page. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say 2019 Inktober. I want to say I just acquired this new style this recently um, because of Inktober 2019. I finally buckled down and I told myself, okay, you have to try this without reference. You have to start trying to make your own original characters. Just, just try. What's the worst that's going to happen, you know? I'm supposed to be practicing. I'm supposed to be mm-hmm. trying to learn more. I want to do better. And it turned out great. Like, 
a lot of the stuff that I did. I even won an Inktober competition. Nice. From their like combined Jake Parker and Blake art materials. Mm-hmm. Jake Parker, the guy who runs Inktober, um, there were five winners, and I happened to be one of them. He picked my my day two, the mindless, mm-hmm. with the the creature with a blown out cranium and kind yeah. of like the smoke leaving his head. Um, he picked that one as one of the winners, and I, <laughs> I was ecstatic, and I was like, in Stuff like that is that confident, confidence boost that you know I need, that I love to make me, yeah, to make me continue owning it and trying. So I did that, and um, and then Monster March came around when I started doing all the Godzilla characters, mm-hmm. and that I finally was like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna get a simple outline done. I'm gonna look at a reference just to get a simple outline done to see, you know, how I want to place a character on a page. And then you know I'll I'll take it away. I'll just mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll try not to look at the reference. And is that where my uh, Monster X came from? Yeah, up? and yeah. you bought one of my originals. So I saw that. I'm like, damn, I gotta have that. I just started reaching out to him too. And it was you know it it uh, it felt good actually paying you for that because uh, we had just hit lockdown and I knew it was like oh like you need it. And not only that, but it's like. I don't want anybody else to have this. I want this thing. This is this is nice. I, I got like a million of the prints. Yeah. But like to have like I've just started to dip my toe into the original art. Thanks to Tommy right here. He got me my first one from uh, Power Morphicon. Oh Basically. yeah. Yeah. Which from was, uh, his grand. Uh, my my, my uh, skull. Yeah. And I'm like I need more of this. Like now I need the whole thing. So you were number two. So now I got an original. Yeah. From, I got an original from I got an original Voltron from Levio. I'm in Delhi, sitting in my room, and uh, I think uh, next year once the con circuit starts back up, I'm getting back up there. Nishikawa, you got, Tommy has a, just an ass load of original stuff, and Tom, he got Nishikawa to draw him a black head of Robo that's probably the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. It's so good. Not, 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 not to disparage your own art. Oh, no, no. It's like Nishikawa. That. Come I know. On. <laughs> I remember showing him because he just got that, it's in a, like a Dutch angle. And he's just got the eyes so super pissed and everything. I'm like, with a gun. Yeah. And Tommy just like, hey, look what I got. And I'm like, damn it. Damn it. How much did that run you? Enough. I'm like, Enough. I know it pisses off his little handler because he always knocks down the price. Cause, I know. You know. Well, because you keep going back to him. Well, Tommy's got the silver yeah, tongue with everybody. He, he makes, does have the silver tongue. Tommy with everybody. makes friends with everybody, and then Tommy Tommy wins out of it. I don't know how. <laughs> See, he's your Jessica. Basic. Yeah. You have no idea, though. <laughs> oh, my God. I'll We're, get... Uh, dude, there was... I swear to you, last year at G-Fest, it was... Uh, hey, Chris! Hi! Yeah, I'm here. I'm doing a... So, uh, where's Jessica? I'm like, oh, she's up in the room doing some Comic-Con stuff. Oh, cool, cool. Is she going to come down? I'm like, yeah, she'll be down a little later. But she's got... She's on a, a conference call right now. Okay. Well, you don't see her. Can you give her this big bag of stuff? I'm like, <laughs> oh, I can't. I can't. All right, man. Thanks. <laughs> you had a big bag of stuff for her. Oh, that was them. Oh, that was all her her followers. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's uh. And look, isn't this like a three hundred dollar? Uh, yeah, it's like a three hundred dollar vinyl figure. Yeah, it's for Jessica. Look, oh, yeah. like, oh. that girl has earned everything that she has that she has worked for. I'm not complaining. But also, it's 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 a, it's a little fine. Every once in a while, it's like, hey, buddy, hey. where's your co-host? I'm like, <laughs> she's around. <laughs> 
Here, give her all this stuff. I'm like, I know. All right. No, okay. Just make yes. the pile. Put the pile. I'll here. put it in the pile. The J pile's here. I end up looking like uh, Goku when he's training with Master Roshi with all the stuff on oh, his back after a while, just carrying her stuff. Oh around. my god. Oh my. You're like, I hope you guys are gonna hook me up. If yeah. I have to be the carrier, <laughs> get you uh, my vendor dealer prices. Up. Yeah. Yes. Oh my god. Animation cells. Okay. <sighs> you did help me with that. You did help me with the my Giver cell and my uh, giant Robo piece. So. I'm forever for great. I'm forever grateful for that. I hope they burn. I mean, I'm oh. <laughs> but no, but you have you you finally made your way up there. I mean, like, how many people now have have you met that have been of significance that a complimented your art and b now own your art? A significant amount. Yeah. You know, name drop a few. You name dropped one earlier. People who own my art. Yeah. Are you saying like people I gave away? No, just in general. To? Like you gave Jordan. Uh, yeah. So. I gave one, so at Comic-Con 2018, mm-hmm. uh, my buddy Chris, uh, I'm sorry if I pronounced his name wrong, but it was like Mahar Janir, yeah. um, he in- introduced me to Jordan Vaughn Roberts, mm-hmm. you know, after one of the panels, and um, I had a print there for him of the Kong vs. Skullcrawler, mm-hmm. and that was actually a pretty cool experience. Then, he was like, week, just take a picture for me. Then a week later... No. Two years later. Two years later? Two years later. That happened a couple months ago. Oh, wow. He tweets about it like, Mm -hmm. I can't read this guy's name. Mm -hmm. Can someone tell me who he is? Like, I want to give him a shout out. And I was like, oh, my God. I literally blow him up. (laughs) But what makes me super happy about that one Mm -hmm. is, like, he remembered the moment, me giving Mm -hmm. it to him. And I was like, he was nice enough to pull this up out of nowhere, you know, two Mm -hmm. years later. Yeah. And be like, oh, I still have this guy's art. And I was like, he didn't throw it away. What was the first, like, real name you remember coming, like, wow, this is great? Coming up to look at my stuff? Yeah. Uh, I swear they're going to hate me. <laughs> um, I had a voice actor come up who did a lot of prolific cartoons. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to remember. I'm even trying to remember. I gave Steve Blum a Shin Godzilla. <laughs> nice. And he hooked me up with some... Uh, Signature signatures. He gave me like Spike Spiegel and a Wolverine nice. photo. Um, there's another voice actor who actually comes by and, and he, he annually buys from me whenever really? he sees me. I, I've been there and I, don't, I can't remember who it is. Did you remember what they did? I want to say he did Beetlejuice. He did like he has. Towns and Coleman, is it? No. Oh my god. I am so sorry. If you're listening to this and I forgot you, I am so bad with names. I am terrible with names. Like all anybody out there, like yes, even non you know non celebrity. It's like I want to remember your names. Trust me, I really do. I want to be friends with you guys. I want to talk to you guys and say hi. You know, every t- I want to name you every time you come up. But I am terrible with names. I cannot remember don't, names. Don't, don't That's why I tell you. Yeah. I tell you, don't say anything. Because Vince will, come up, Vince will come up and they're like, hey, Carl, how you doing? Oh, no, 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 no. I'm like, oh, dude, just, I like just to say, try. hey, how's it going? I remember you, but I just don't. Have you ever done the one where it's like you met someone once, but there was a little time in between, and you walk up to a person thinking it's them, and you find out it's not inadvertently? You had the moment where you had like a, like a facial like asthma like a facial like you you think you it's know. somebody else but it's not. Uh, I did that with Chris Mowry on the second time. Oh, so oh, 
at the IDW. Oh, yeah, because the other dude looks just like him. Yes, yes. I called him Marty's on No, Marty's not here. I'm like, oh, sorry. <laughs> so good. I'm not the only one. Because no. the first time I met Chris was at WonderCon, uh-huh. and he was super cool. And then they came to Long Beach, like, the, they came to the Long Beach show, like, uh, a couple months later. Uh-huh. And I walk up, I'm like, I'm talking to this guy because he looks like Chris. I think it's Chris. And I don't say Chris right away. And he's like, oh, dude, you should go talk to, to Chris Mary. He loves all this stuff. I'm like, ha. Ah. <laughs> I felt like that. I felt like one of those paintings of Ren and Stimpy when you just get the real extreme, like, ah, like moment. I'm like, ah, yeah, I'll go do that. I'm like, ha. Ah. No, I did it so often that mm-hmm. one of the last times I've seen him, he says, I'm not Chris. Yeah. I'm like, I know you're not Chris, but that's okay. <laughs> you should talk about your own. I do want to mention, because um, he was asking about like more people that I've given my art to. Mm-hmm. Um, another one that mm-hmm. I think people would find cool is um, I went to go see the... Uh, Again, because of Chris Mahardjanir, we went to go mm-hmm. see the uh, the Brawley premiere. Nice. The uh, Dragon Ball Z Brawley, the new one. Mm-hmm. Dragon Ball Z, sorry. Yes. Dragon Ball no, Super, Super Brawley. Brawley. Um, we went to go watch it. Me, Chris, and uh, our another buddy, Giovanni, went to go watch it with the... So I remember uh, that you came down, yeah. and you are just like, we're going to go watch Dragon Ball. I'm like, my advice. Right? <laughs> I wasn't the one, I I wasn't the one who I know, I know. Uh, but uh, I, we went I'm to go not. watch it with Osea Jackson Jr., Oh, wow. Um, for people who don't know that it is, that's Ice Cube's son. Mm-hmm. Who's um, also in Godzilla. Yes. Mm-hmm. And this is before that's Godzilla just, came out, right? Yes. Yes, this is before Godzilla came out. Yes. So we got to talk to him, mm-hmm. you know, before. Seems like a really nice dude. He's extremely nice. He was so cool. We were just, we were geeking out the whole time mm-hmm. watching Dragon Ball Super, probably. He rocked the, the Goku versus Frieza shirt. Mm-hmm. Had some um, pretty, uh, I think it was like Vegeta mm-hmm. um, shoes. So he's full in. Yeah. Like, oh, so wow. he's actually a hardcore Godzilla fan, and his dad is also into that stuff, but his favorite is um, Johnny Sacco and his flying robot. Really? Yeah. So I that was... That blows in, my mind right Yeah. There. So what was cool about that is Chris was like, okay, these guys are fans of that. Do you have any art of that? I brought... Um, Did you have a Sacco piece, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah. gave... Um, the Sako piece to, to O'Shea Jr. to give to his dad and I mm-hmm. gave him like a King of the Monsters piece and um, Chris relayed to me that uh, um, Ice Cube actually has my Sako piece up in his kitchen. Wow. <laughs> wow. So I was like, oh wow, <laughs> Ice Cube has my art in his kitchen. That's why I hope he didn't throw that one away. <laughs> now that, that, that's, that's what we call, uh, that, that, that's a pull right there, sir. <laughs> So, so I try to give it to talk about like your Nakajima one, and like there's all the, the two actor ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't want to. Um, uh, your compilations. Yes, I'm trying to think which one to tell. Well, we'll talk the Nakajima one first. That one actually probably is the most gratifying. I should have. That one probably is the most gratifying because. Um, it was about two years before he passed. Mm-hmm. I we went to go see him at Monster Palooza, mm-hmm. and uh, I made a lot of people. If you guys have seen my art, I make these uh, compilation pieces of the Godzilla suit actors. He was the first one up that I made for him and got to meet him. We took pictures with it and I gave it to him. And I want to say maybe a year later, 
he um, made like a little short five minute documentary that you could find on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And as they're panning through the documentary, and you're in his room, mm-hmm. he has um, two of my Godzilla pieces up. The one with the uh, with his with with the tribute that I made mm-hmm. for him and he had the Godzilla versus Kong piece, the King Kong versus Godzilla 62 piece that wow. I made up in his like little office and I was like it's in the documentary oh my god <laughs> yeah my buddy uh, Dell shared that with me because um, he that, saw that first did that feel like a mission accomplished moment it's like man the things that I <laughs> it felt like a full circle moment like am I finally in yeah because at those points, I mean, like, you gotta wonder, it's like, you're giving these to these people, it's like, do they really appreciate it? Or it's like, oh, hey, thank you, and like... That's the best moment. Mm-hmm. You're around like, file it later. You're yeah, like, yeah. you're hoping they keep it. Yeah. So stuff like the Jordan Vogt Robber, Ice mm-hmm. Cube, and Nakajima, actually... Um, that That's the gratification. Actually having those pieces still, up, like, you know, in their collection, I'm mm-hmm. just like... Oh my god, they didn't hate it. <laughs> they didn't throw it away. They were like, oh, more fan junk. They were respectful <laughs> enough to be like, okay, this deserves a spot. Mm. But did his son, his daughter, put one on on his memorial? On his, uh... I sent that one. That oh, one, actually. Okay. I, I should have sent them another print, mm. but I didn't want to. Obviously, it wasn't my moment. That's, right, right. that's their moment. So let's talk here. Let's talk some fun shit. So, what are, okay, so what are, what are your favorite movies? Favorite movies? Godzilla movies? Let's go Godzilla movies first. Okay. Um, so the top three that I always have to pick from, although I'm not going to include Godzilla 54 anymore. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's at the top of everyone's list. I feel, I feel like that's the zero choice. Like, that's like, it's... It's, it's like saying, what's your favorite the, Star Wars movie? Well, Star Wars? One? I get it. <laughs> yeah. We're not talking about that one. It's like, I, I don't think we need to include that in the list anymore. No, I think no, everyone no. unanimously decides that's like the best Godzilla movie. I'm not especially like Okay. I, no, I, I will definitely say, look, 54 is fantastic. It's great. It's a landmark Not film. the best movie, though. The Japanese cut. Yeah. Japanese cut, yes, yeah, but I also, I think we talked about this last time, I sternly defend that American cut, too. But I will say this, much like uh, how, like, you know, the, the Godfather did not define all monster movies. Like, there are better ones out there. Yeah. 54 started it, but does not make it the best one. I've made that stat argument over and over again. But I'm an asshole, and I love, I love the 74 Mechagodzilla the most. So. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, so what are yours? What are yours? For me, mm-hmm. um, the ones that sit on top is the 64 Mothra mm-hmm. and the 89 Godzilla vs. Biollante. See, you've a lot of people. Yeah. like... They I love Biollante. I love Biollante. It's so good. It's like the one movie that feels like it has a structured, good story to follow. Mm-hmm. And it was right before they decided to go full series with it. Yeah. And it's insane. You know, it's the first time Godzilla gets to fight another monster mm-hmm. in the Heisei series. Yes. And um, then they picked the most immobile, <laughs> monolithic thing that they For made. real, though. <laughs> yeah. I remember people talking about that before I even saw the movie. Like, oh, the monster tries to eat Godzilla. I was like, what? No. <laughs> and then you see that part where Balante <laughs> chomps on Godzilla's head. I was like, God. Damn, like, is he going to stop this thing? <laughs> Dude, I remember my grandfather took me to a video store around the corner. They had just opened, and they're walking through there. I remember seeing that on that box, sitting, you know, the box art. They keep the yeah. I'm like, I just remember that Noriyoshi uh, painting. The painting. Yeah. And I was just like, what is, uh, I've never, I never even heard of it. I'm like, yeah, I begged him. I begged him to open the account so we could rent it, and he 
And he, he begrudgingly opened one, and he's like, all right, let me go. Because I was with him all weekend, he's like, all right, this at least keeps him from bothering us. So I, I remember popping that thing in, and I'm like, what, what is this? What am I watching? And then I remember watching it another five times. Because at that point, you know, 1993, you don't know when you're going to see this stuff ever again. You have no idea. It's not the internet today. Yeah. Like, the, the, nothing's right there. <laughs> so, I, I bought mine at Suncoast. Suncoast video. You know they're still around. There's still a few options. They are? My buddy lives in Omaha, and they have one in his mall. And there's one in, in the mall, there's one in the mall in downtown Portland, too. That I know, because I, I went into it, and I physically bought whatever I could find, just so I could say, I bought from Suncoast again. So my friend had a bootleg aliens. Mm-hmm. Japanese copy. Really? When it had the... The, was it the, the auto guns? Yeah. And it was um, VHS from mm-hmm. the shrine. So so he says, hey, watch this. So I'm watching it. I'm like, oh, man, this wasn't in the, you know, all these cool things that are in yeah. the movie. So as it's ending, I'm watching it still. And I'm seeing this, all of a sudden, the tape ends and cuts to something else. And I'm like, it's when they're... Um, Stealing the G cells. Yeah. And they're running through the thing, and the, the soldiers are chasing him, and then he hides in the trash can. Mm-hmm. The white guy, right? And he's like, hey, and then they turn around, and he And I'm like, what movie is this? And then all of a sudden, it shows, after that ends, it shows the big um, kanji, you know, violent mm-hmm. Godzilla. But in Japanese, I'm like, what movie is this? Mm-hmm. Oh my, I have no idea what movie this is. And then after that ends, then it goes into the um, Gunhead. Trailer. Really? Yes. Oh, it, goes straight, it goes straight into Grand oh, wow. And I'm like, what movie? What freaking movies are these? Where are these movies? <laughs> this was off the boat. Like, so these were the, the trailers at the end of it? Oh, actually, it was just clips. So they probably... Oh, wow. They, he probably, I missed that. He taped over them. So this was just what was left over. Here's the thing I miss. I miss about bootlegging so much is that stuff right there. I remember buying the bootleg to Godzilla vs. Space Godzilla. And at the very end, there was always like another 20 minutes of tape, and those guys would fill it with whatever they could find. Commercials. I, You know how many times I watched that Jomo commercial? <laughs> over and over again. I knew the theme song to a Japanese gas station, but no one else did because it was on there. It was Jomo, Jomo. Oh, my God. The toy commercials. The toy commercials you got, you got, they would put the announcement trailer on there, and then they would put the trailer for whatever was coming next. Mm. They put everything on these things. I missed that deeply. Oh my god, you have no idea how much I miss it because it was always a crapshoot. You never knew what you were gonna exactly. get. Exactly. The yes. guy the guy I bought the bootleg Godzilla vs. King Eater from because they imported the manga ones threw so much crap at the end of that thing. It was always like, you're paying twenty bucks for this, but you get a little more. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Oh, I miss it. I miss it so much. My Gamera two bootleg? Yeah. Everything. It had all that stuff that's on this DVD. See, that's everything. Beautiful. The toy lots. Say it, lots. lots. <laughs> the toy ones always got me because mm-hmm. I was pissed because I was like, where do I find those at? Like the the action, um, what were they called? The walking ones? The walking uh-huh. ones. Yeah, yeah. You always saw that. I was like, yeah. where can I get a walking fucking no. destroyer or Godzilla? No, 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 we, no. Had, we had, we had Treadmasters and that was it. Yeah. Never get. I was like, where did those quality toys come from? Now, what is your all 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 time favorite? What's your all time favorite? All time favorite what? Uh, just kaiju film in general. Ooh. Um. Gamera two. The Gamera two. I will still. 
I have to clarify this. I will still hold Godzilla over Gamera just because Godzilla's the man. That's how I grew up on it. That was my first introduction to monsters. That's my... I love Godzilla. Mm -hmm. I have to fold when it comes to technically speaking those Gamera trilogy the 90s films are the best kaiju movies you will ever get. And Gamera 2 was something extremely extremely special. And I don't know when they're ever going to recreate some re recreate something like that again. Honestly, that's that's a question I've asked for a long time. Even the news, like when we went into the Millennium era, like I'm like, okay, they'll learn, they'll take what they learned from uh, from the Gamera movies. No, they didn't. No. No, no. Like the fact that we now have like rear projecting and like uh, matting into like live scenes and right. stuff like that that Superio was like developing. I'm like, okay, that's fine. That's realism. But you don't get the impact that Higuchi did with those Gamera films. We were just watching, we were going through the Gamera set before we started recording. And we were watching Gamera 3 and the mixture of CG, of the models, of the suits, everything was just spot on. Oh. Gotta sleep. <laughs> Let it those go. ones that didn't want nice. to come out. Excuse me. The fact that no one has bothered to go back. Even when Kaneko got to do GMK. GMK. Nowhere near it. Nowhere near it. On, and on double the goddamn budget. <laughs> and they still can't. Like, I think we pointed this out. It wasn't until Shin where you start seeing a lot of those shots come back again. You can see where Higuchi got to take over again. There's a lot of the shots in Gamma 2 and Gamma 3. Especially the low angle, like from the car, stuff like that, yeah. that are in Shin Godzilla. And I think that's a good... A, a, Besides the oddness and the like, the weird retelling of, the, of Godzilla and everything, I think that's the, the deep down subconsciously for a lot of people that love that film. I think that's what's connecting with it. Right. Is that it's, Huguchi's fingerprints are all over that thing when you watch the Gamma stuff. Like here, I have a budget to play with, mm. and even though I have it, we're still we're still using a lot of the similar techniques. So, uh, sorry, I got a little off. No, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. It's hard. Like, I mean, you put it into detail, but like at its simplest form, it's like, why can't we make monster movies like this again? <laughs> I know. It's well, it's the same thing. I think uh, the problem we see with like horror films today, where they're ultra low budget, but they're not. They're 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 not clever like the eighties ones were. Nothing new. Really There's nothing new. I get it. You grew up on these things. And you kind of want to recreate. It's the art. It's the thing we saw forever with King Kong, where it's like they just want to remake the remake, first film yeah. over and over again. And then until finally Skull Island comes out, it's like, oh, good, something different Fresh, finally. Yeah. That's what. It's also You're not simping after the. I, I would still <laughs> argue it's the best of the three MonsterVerse films thus far. I give it a 2014, but it's my second. <laughs> I love that film. That's, that's the Kong I've always wanted. Like upright, standing, real strong, beating the crap out of. Monsters that aren't actually dinosaurs and all that yeah. other stuff like that. Give me that. That's why I hope that if that series continues, give me the Kong world. Give me like his his bad guys, his his rose gallery. I want that. I want him on the the thing that Toho dared do that no one else did was we're going to take you globe trotting and we're going to do some other stuff. Like give me that. I dare them to give me a big screen mechanic Kong. Dare them. <laughs> I'm not sure they're going to answer him. They though. probably won't. Yeah. 
I'm I don't just, know. I'm just, we'll, we'll I'm just another the asshole. Tucker Addison and uh, Linda Miller. Yeah, yeah I'm just, I'm just another asshole on the internet that's talking about this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, bye. So, how, how are you holding up right now with uh, everything on lockdown? You, I, I know you do a lot of. Um, Instagram live arts. Have you been getting commissions uh, coming in and stuff? I actually have a bunch of commissions still to do from the start of the uh, the lockdown. So at least people were really supportive of me when it first happened, mm-hmm. and I really tried to be supportive of all my other art friends. Um, just like, I mean. I say supportive, but I know you can't really do much with just, like, shouting out their name on social media little, and stuff. It's a little bit... I wish I could do never more. To help. I know. Yeah. I mean, well, they look, we're all, like, nav- these are all waters. We've, no one really knows how to navigate because we never really had to navigate them before. So, yeah. so I mean, the fact that this is the first weekend that a major movie's finally being released in six months. Yeah. So, I mean, it's... it's speaks volumes of where we are in the world so but are you still taking commissions i am still ta- well no they're close for they're now close right until now. i finish catch up on those which should be in another month or two i should be, be open yeah. christmas is coming people and nothing says that special gift like an original piece yes i'm just saying obviously got a little shekels uh, my boy's way so and i obviously <laughs> don't draw only kaiju a lot of people have been asking me for i've noticed pretty you, you've been doing a ton different of stuff one piece things lately yeah a lot of anime one piece i think it's because everyone knows i'm a one piece fan too like if there's you one of my favorite anime. person i know that actually watches one piece outside one piece. of japan right <laughs> i know nobody out here that really enjoys one piece i know it's a phenomenon in japan it, it's it's a phenomenon over here too i promise you it's like i think it is the top anime right now like most I, watch anime I know people who watch Naruto. I know people who watch My Hero Academia. No, I like. Do you watch One Piece? I don't know. I don't know. They're missing uh, out. They're missing out some great writing. No, I, I I never watched it past that Fox Kids version with the, the rap That's opening. probably why. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably why. To be you fair, don't. to be fair, they uh, also mangled Ultraman Tiga too. Remember that? Yeah. Uh, that that terrible. That terrible, terrible dub. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Yeah. Look, people, you live, like, look, if you're kids, if you're, if you're under 18 right now, you're living in a golden age. Everything's at your fingertips. The year 2001, they were like, here's Ultraman Tiga. It's like, finally, for the first time in, like, 10, 15 years, Ultraman's on American TV, and it's just this atrocious, chopped-up dub that was aired alongside a butchered version of Vision of Escalfloni. Yes. Uh, do you remember that? Yes. They literally edited out the first two episodes into the first American one. Because I remember my buddy had the box, and he's like, no, dude, go watch this one. And I'm sitting there like, no. Dude, they cut out like We're an hour and a half of the first happen. opening. Uh, uh, it's like, wh- how dumb do they think we are? Uh, pretty Very dumb. dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Very dumb. So, uh, real quick, there's a few news things because we have not, I've not recorded an episode, a brand new episode in about a month and a half. Um, so, uh, the Arrow set is out. I know you're waiting for yours is sitting at home. Up I'm sorry, at home. Because you're down here now escaping the wildfires. Yes. It's, uh, it's looks per- like it's ending right now. Pretty bad up north, down here in Southern California. We're just, we're just sweating like hogs. Um, the Arrow set, uh, is officially sold out. Just got confirmation from, uh, Ed Holland. And uh, Arrow is going to be doing a, 
uh, just meat and potatoes version, that will be out early next year. So if you can hold off, don't spend $450 on Amazon. Just wait. Uh, I've seen people ask, well, why can't they just make more? I don't have the exact answer, but I'm it's going to go with answer. the idea that the, that the supplemental materials, including the comic book, licensing on that is probably the reason why. So they're probably told you can do so many, so many number, yeah. and then that's it. Because then you have royalties you have to pay to the people, to Dark Horse and a bunch of other stuff if you do another run. So, But beyond that, you see, we, we, David, what, what do you think so far of the set? I know you haven't gotten to go too deep, but from what you've been able to see. It's been pretty phenomenal. Um, holy crap, the really content that's in there. Um, you know, you couldn't... The artwork, too, mm-hmm. looks even better in person than it did online. Um, Matt Frank is amazing. Um, the extra content that they have inside that, especially like the map mm-hmm. where all the monsters fight... That's incredible, mm-hmm. and that's something I've always wanted to know, like, where are all these locations taking place? That's going to change things up, Yeah. you know, when you watch these movies, and then when it comes to the overall quality of the uh, the film, like, the, the the visual quality of the films. You watch pretty much segments of all three of the Kaneko films. Yeah. yeah. How do they look to you? And then even the 70 ones when we were watching. Yes, them. I yeah. popped in Gauss for that very reason. Right. Yeah. Because out of all those, Gauss looks... The absolute best. Like, and that, to be fair, apparently I've only seen the Sandy Frank one my entire life. Mm-hmm. I had no idea that opening was there. Mm-hmm. Where Gower goes into the volcano, I'm like, what? What is this? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, Joel and the bots aren't mocking it. And there's not an opening. I'm like, okay, so that's how much this thing was butchered. But, yes, it looks phenomenal. So how, how do you, how's it look to you? Because you're the so, big audio video. So, guy. yeah, I'm... I, I can kind of like tell people my setup at home is a I have an A8F Sony OLED TV which is a pretty top tier TV mm-hmm. I got it when I was working at Best Buy I got a mm-hmm. super discount so I have a pretty like elite TV for you know <laughs> for 4K basic me and um, I got it like an 11 point one surround system uh, a soundbar surround system it's one of the better ones it's I could have a better sound system, but let's just say for my household and that sound, whatever. Um, it's pretty awesome. It's mm-hmm. pretty banging. It has Dolby Atmos. Um, so as someone who has that kind of setup, and don't mean to insult your TV, but you're, How you know, you? very, How dare you you're very How dare you? simple 4K yeah. TV. My 55 inch. He comes up. He's like, it's just basic 4K. <laughs> Where's your surround sound? I think you're a big movie buff. I'm like. <laughs> Alright, Mr. Dude, Fancy Pants. You would assume that you, if anyone could see his room right now, there are DVDs everywhere. There's wall DVDs sitting on his wall chairs. There's you can DVDs. see outside of my love of monsters yeah. and robots, what's my third love, clearly? Uh, movies. Movies, yes. Movies, film, TV show, like, Jesus. I'm looking at two different Samurai Jack box sets, Avatar. He has, like, the full Justice League collection. I, I see Robocop. I got a swath of animation. I got a swath. Yeah, yeah. In general, like I, I, the, that's not even including the deep dive stuff that mm, yeah. you have to buy third, you know, off like a third rate bootlegger on Amazon. <laughs> yeah. So he has a lot of stuff. But comes into the, my home, he's like, "Oh, hey, that's cute. A, that's cute." Basically. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> on this TV, I can't believe how well the quality looks. Mm-hmm. It's it's. It's perfect. I've never seen, and I own like 
the most recent Blu-ray set of Gamera movies. Mm-hmm. The Mill Creek ones. The Mill Creek right? ones. Yeah. And Which were pretty good, they were, all things yeah, considered. I would never complain about those. Mm-hmm. I would never even think they could step it up. I thought it was going to be the same quality. Mm-hmm. And we cycled through those movies, and I'm just like, holy fuck. Yeah, they actually these actually look like professional bumps in the quality. So and then uh, compare that to the Criterion set. It's better. It's better. It's better. Thousand percent. I would buy the Gamera set over the Godzilla Criterion set any day. Obviously, I don't even own the Criterion set yet. Didn't you buy it? I didn't buy it. Oh, sir. I'm not going to complain. Like I like the fact that I'm not complaining about the quality at all. I know a lot of other. See, that's the thing. I'm a movie aficionado. As long as it looks clean, like, I'm not going to complain. I, I've, I've never invested into 4K. Because for me, unless it's like live sports or something, it's not worth it. Or if it's a brand new movie. Something filmed in the last two to three years, mm. not worth it. I'm not buying The Matrix on 4K because it's going to not look right. The Matrix is... It, uh, look, when I saw them on that Dolby thing, it looked great but at this time. I turned to my buddy, I'm like... A little too clean at points. She's like, yeah, there's just something off at certain points. She's mm. like, yeah, like the CG looks a little, little well, faulty. Well, because you're starting to see that clarity. Yes, I know stuff that they were that, able to hide. That's that's great. Yeah. Except when you're watching King Kong versus Godzilla, that was filmed on like 32 millimeter. Yes. That was has all the proper grain stock. It looks great on this. Yes. I don't, it doesn't need to look any better. I don't need my eyes being permeated by just the, the vast scope of color that we're giving you with 4K. I'm you, good. You need I'm to okay. See, you need to see my TV. All right. I, I know, I know. You've you been, that will change like, so fucking fast that you'll be like, what was I saying? You need to see. I'm uh, telling you, man, you'll, your eyes will be burned out for good reasons. <laughs> Ah, uh, you son of a bitch. Yeah, I'm telling you, once you come visit and you see my TV, well, you will see the power of OLED. I heard, I hope you like that, because Arrow got the rights for Warning from Space, Dai's first um, tokusatsu film about the giant alien starfish from another planet. Mm-hmm. So that's coming out this fall uh, in the UK and in uh, America. And then, not only that, this morning... Freaking uh, a new set of Mo- a new Mothra set was announced for the UK that has the freaking um, the the, um, the children's carnival cut the sixty minute cut the Honda cut down himself so it's like all right here's here's for you kids that don't have attention spans here's that that's I don't think any of those have ever been properly been released on DVD and the fact that I might have to buy this import copy. Just to watch it, just to see, like I'm like that. That's a hell of a pull. I thought Gamera pulled some stuff. They got the Gamera 2000 game trailer on this thing. Yeah. They pulled. They had that. They had uh, some of the Sandy Frank ones. The only one I'm bummed they didn't have was the Gamera versus Baragon Sandy Frank trailer because that was my favorite one. That was the one on that first Gamera tape. It's like next and the next oh, Gamera one. Nice. Yeah. Like Gamera's back and Baragon's got him. Like that one. I'm like oh, they didn't put that one in there. But beyond that, that thing is... Was that on the VHS? It was on the VHS. I have the VHS. Oh, I have the VHS somewhere, oh. too, yeah. Like, they have most of the Sandy Frank trailers on there. So, I got it. Look, uh, for those listening, we're, Jessica's waiting on hers, if she gets it. I know a lot of people got shysted. Oh, that, ooh, yeah. like, I know you were sweating bullets there for a minute, too. Yeah, because... 
they sent me the notification that it was shipping on August 10th, and oh. I didn't get to my house until like August 24th. Two weeks. I know. Did I get mine three days before you? Yes, you did. Yeah. Like, I think uh, someone had posted online. They're like, "My set came." I'm like, well, "Who'd you order from?" Diabolic. I'm like, "Oh, I remember telling him." I'm like, "Dude, we should be getting ours pretty soon." And then he gets it on Friday, and he's like, "Dude, my gamer came in." I'm like. So I haven't got mine. I haven't even got a notification. <laughs> and then Monday, as I'm pulling in, the mail lady's like, oh, hey, you're here. I got something for you. She hands me this giant box. I'm like, I know what that is. And just, it was like shining. And here's the here's the sad thing. I was looking at some people who ordered theirs from Amazon. They got it. They screwed up. And that's not the first time my that Batman set I had there Yeah. Uh, came in the bigger box. Amazon destroyed the box. Just annihilated it. The actual DVD casing was fine, and the pop inside was fine. But the top, it looked like someone had dropped a, a like a like like a rock or a brick or something on it. It was just mangled. The box itself was fine, but freaking Amazon shipped it to me that way. So my buddy was like, "What are you gonna do?" I'm like, well, "Let's toss the box. I don't want the stupid pop." So. Guess it's going that way. He's like, oh, I'm a completionist. I need the nice one. I'm like, I don't know what to tell you, man. Like, it seems like everyone's got that problem. So, yeah, look, look, I like Amazon. They've been very good to me on many things. But there have been times with those sets that they have completely bent me over. And they're like, yeah, sorry. That's I'm so glad I didn't order from Amazon. No, Amazon was charging like $50 more. At the time, over Diabolic. Yeah, yeah. And then they brought it down. They brought it down though. Yeah, because then everyone was like, "Hey, Diabolic!" Like, yeah, everybody goes Diabolic. Exactly. I think overall, I think I and then Deep Discount was like getting. You deep yeah, and yeah, deep discount was the first one was like, one. "Sorry, yeah, like well, there isn't any." Yeah, so now so people had their pre-orders canceled. Yeah. yeah. Look, it's one thing when you're out hunting for those Playmates figures they managed to get out, and you're like, "Well, they're out." Okay, that's one thing. But it's another thing, like, I pre-ordered this thing, you promised me it, and now you're saying sorry. Like, all right, you son of bitches. Like, I'm so glad my buddy, uh, another art friend, Nick Shev, got his. We, we hang out and talk about all that stuff together, and he ordered from Deep Discount, got canceled as this stuff is being released, and I was like, and I'm like, my heart dropped from because I'm like, oh my god, I think I just saw the post that thing they're not making anymore. And I want to say that same, or the day before he ordered it off of Amazon. Uh-huh. He got it, though. Yeah. Luckily got it. Yeah. yeah. And I guarantee you, he, he inadvertently, no fault of his own, screwed someone else out of theirs. I guarantee it. Because I worked econ before. Yeah. I know how that stuff works. Some jackass who's just like, here's the polls. All right. Doesn't care what order they come in. I guarantee he got the look of the draw. Like, well, I guess we're out. I guess this person's not getting it anymore. So, yeah. uh, Real quick, too. Uh, Bandai Premium has finally gotten into the American market for all their Godzilla vinyls. Have you seen this? I saw some of that stuff. Like the Mechagodzilla and the The Mechagodzilla, i got to put my order in because I ordered the Godzilla, the X-Plus style. right? Yeah. yeah, because that's my favorite one. And uh, now they're getting into the vinyl game, finally. Instead of having to go through a third-party guy or, you know, shelling out, praying when you go to a show that you get something, they're like, no, no, they woke up. You can finally order through us. Yes. So not only are they doing that Jet Jaguar figure, that's the dual figure. That was pretty cool. It is cool, but I don't like the classic one. I got the original band. I'm like, I'm good. I don't need it. Yeah. They're doing a Kong Skull Island one. I saw that with the very... It comes with the octopus in the mouth. Like the fact that when he's slurping it, in fact, let me see yeah. the one. 
right there. Look how awesome that is. Yeah, I saw that one. I already ordered this. Now it's not bad. It's, it was only, I want to say it was like 84, which in comparison, I think I paid more for the Gargantuas individually. Oh, yeah. I think the Gargantuas. It's only 84? Yeah, it was only like 80, 84 mm. bucks. And, uh, that was not including shipping. The, shipping jungle, was like, the jungle Gargantuas? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, no, the, they were Bandai, they were the first Bandai Premium. Oh, yeah. So, Bandai Premium, I know everyone complains, they're like, why can't you just do, it's a toy thing overall, like, hey, you used to make quality toys, now you're just taking that old quality and making that your premium line. Hasbro does it, Mattel does it, they all do it. It's the sad reality that we live in. It's like how games used to come out complete, now you have to buy each patch so they can actually finish the freaking game. So At, at least the premium stuff, at least their premium quality has been looking pretty... It looks great. Pretty amazing. I love my Gargantuas. I got a Frankenstein that I never thought in a million years it would ever make one of those. Yeah. I didn't buy the Baragon because I already got the, I already got the classic Baragon, but yeah, the second they, they said, yeah, this would be the first vinyl, which gives me hope that I don't have to pay out the butt anymore. So. Yeah. And then one last... Where are they? Then we have, oh yeah, uh, I don't think we talked about this the last show. Mika no longer has the license to Godzilla. I know that was a big, there's now a big rush. I know Tommy's been out there getting some. I've been out hunting, and uh, much like the aforementioned Twinkie, when we all thought Hostess was going out, nobody wanted the Twinkie before, then all of a sudden you're told, you're not going to get the Twinkie anymore, everyone had to have it. So, everyone's snapping up all these Nika Godzillas because they're like, it's been out since 2014, man. You could have gotten them then. Well, I didn't. Why? Because <laughs> uh, I thought they were going to be around. Forever. Well, not anymore. Forever. Not anymore. Yeah. You fucked up. Yes, you did. <laughs> all right. Well, that's, uh, that's pretty much it. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I want to thank my buddies here for coming in. Um, Jessica right now is working on a top secret project that I cannot say at the moment, oh. but we will be making an announcement soon, along with a the the long teased upgrade to this podcast is coming. So when she makes that the when I when she says we can make the announcement, I can make this another announcement that's coming to the podcast. So stay tuned on that. Um, if you're listening to us, you can finally listen to us on Spotify. We're on there now Ooh. under their podcast section. <clears throat> and uh, we're going to start pumping out content on our YouTube channel. So go find us on uh, youtube.com slash the Kaiju Kingdom podcast. Subscribe because otherwise like, I'm putting effort into these things. I need to see some returns. <laughs> and then Lenny, where can people find you? Um, pretty much any of the social medias that are out there, Twitter, Tumblr, Dang Facebook, you know. Instagram. The, the handle name. Oh, yeah, I was getting to okay, that. Okay, all right. I was getting to that. I was just all saying right. it was available on Instagram. Don't need to be an ass. Facebook, <laughs> Twitter. It's like, come on. I uh, thought you were going to sell yourself. But, yes, I am. I was getting to okay. that. <laughs> you can find me at uh, Lensations, L-E-N-Z-A-T-I-O-N-S. Any of those social media sites, that's where you can find me. And um, my Etsy store, same thing. If you guys want to check out some of my new artwork, um, I'll be posting stuff up there, some new prints to sell soon, um, so be on the lookout for that. You have commission prices on there? No commission prices yet, because it's closed right now. Okay. So, but, so, uh, but they will be coming is soon. Is maybe early next month? Let's give it two. Two months? Two so months. October? Yeah. 
right. So, Give it two months. So check in, check in back in October, and uh, maybe you can get a, a, a nice Christmas present for that special somebody this year. Because uh, I got one. It's hanging in my room, and it is balling. I'll just tell you that. Thank you. So, Tommy. Yes, sir. Where do people find you? Come on. Throw a little love out there. <laughs> Nowhere. Throw a little love out there. At, at the shows with Lenny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> at the shows with Lenny or you. Yes. So. And then, That's everyone, great. if you're listening to us on the aforementioned uh, Spotify, you can also find us on Google Podcasts. You can find us on wherever the hell iTunes is calling themselves now. And then our host site, which is the pan- which is panzercrush.com, you can download us directly there. Find all of our back uh, our back episodes, and then check out uh, our my my personal podcast, Neo Cycle Babble, uh, starting this week. We're doing a little fun thing. I'm bringing back an old uh, show from uh, my previous website, uh, The Realmcast. We're doing The Rundown, where a buddy and I sit there and we do running commentary for shows. We're actually doing The Mandalorian, because Mandalorian Season 2 is coming. It's the only thing that's out there, and God damn it if I don't love this show. So you can listen to us uh, banter wittily about uh, this magnificent piece of uh, Star Wars uh, uh, it's so great, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> so, and then also find us on Twitter at the Kaiju Kingdom, on Facebook at the Kaiju Kingdom Podcast, and on Instagram at the Kaiju Kingdom Podcast. And that will do it for this episode of the Kaiju Kingdom Podcast. For myself, Lenny, Tommy, and Jessica, who can't be here. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next time. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you.